And welcome back to the Yankee Nation podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 27th. Uh, Unfortunately, we got Yoshinobu Yamamoto news, and he did not sign with the New York Yankees. Um, With all the details that came out over the weekend, we can kind of presume that he might have always wanted to go to the the Dodgers, but we'll get into more of that. Brian is still in the Christmas spirit as well. So I am. Um, yeah, he's got another hat to start this week's episode. So um yeah. Brian, <laughs> before we get into everything, how are you doing? Oh, we're still celebrating Christmas. You know, we uh even though we didn't get Yamamoto in our stockings this year, uh and stuff, we are uh I am now east on the east coast in Northern Virginia getting ready to uh Celebrate Christmas with uh, lots of the grandchildren and uh, a few of the few of the children on the East Coast. This today, uh, we should even though it's raining outside, it's a lot of rain out here in northern in in uh, Virginia right now and stuff. But we're gonna get together and have a good time and, and enjoy things. So Christmas keeps going for me, and uh, you know we got one thing after another. All we got tomorrow with the siblings and visiting with them, and then. On uh, Friday, uh, you know, uh, company's holiday party, and then we get right into the new year with new stuff. And of course, next week is your week, so you know right. we're just gonna we're just gonna make sure that you know we got something happening. The Yankees have to do something to put something in your birthday present as a birthday <laughs> present for you. So, but yeah, doing well, doing well. And uh, in case you can't read the hat because it might be backwards, it says "Cheers, Grinches" and uh, <laughs> and stuff. So. You know, just because we lost Yamamoto doesn't mean the season's over already. Relax. We're good. No. We're good. No. I, I think we uh we both agree that like uh you know, the Yankees did go into the offseason needing to upgrade mm-hmm. the offense and the pitching. But the one that needed the kind of if you're gonna add a superstar to one of those areas, mm-hmm. it, it needed to be the offense. That's uh, right. And they did that with, uh, with Soto. So yeah, keep in mind we got Soto. We got right. Soto. We got one of the top five hitters in, in Major League Baseball uh, to add to one of the other top five hitters in Major League Baseball. Um, yeah. So we're, we're we're doing well, and pitching's going to be. You know, I'm not sure. We'll talk about it in a minute. I'm not sure Cody Morris is going to be the answer, in the, <laughs> you know, for 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 replacing Yamamoto, but. No. You know, we've we've still got plenty of options out there. They're still talking to a lot of others and stuff. What's really surprising to me is that no other big dominoes have fallen uh after Yamamoto trade after the Yamamoto signing. So. Yeah, the uh market's been really slow. Yeah. Um when uh I, I mean, obviously Yamamoto would have been really nice, but I I think like you look at the Yankees rotation and you really just need some guys who can give innings um, yeah. more than yep. anything. Um, yep. Of course, you, you have Garrett Cole at the top. You have the ace. Of course, it yep. would have been nice to get a, what you would think would be a second ace behind him right. with Yamamoto. The Yankees also thought they were getting that in Rodon, and and we'll talk talk about how I, I believe he's going to bounce back this year. I, I don't think he all of a sudden just stinks, but yeah. we'll, we'll get more into that. Um, so Yamamoto signs with the Dodgers for 12 years and 325 million. Uh, the the New York Mets offered the same deal, um, and the Yankees offered 
10 million for or 10 years, 300 million. So right. obviously less total money. It's a higher average annual value. Obviously it, when you offer less years and you're trying to still contend for a free agent, you're going to offer, offer a higher average annual, annual value if you're not giving them 12 years. Yeah. Didn't um, it come out? Didn't it come out that Yamamoto also, it was part of the 325 was a 50, 50 million signing bonus. Yeah. So 50 million signing bonus plus they're paying Japan 20% on the 325, right? So yeah, they're paying all together like about three and 370, something mm-hmm. like that. 380. Yeah. Um, it also came out that the Dodgers deal is backloaded. I think it's op- opt-outs after years six and eight. Yeah. And then uh, the Yankees offered reportedly a more a deal with more money up front with earlier opt-outs. Yeah. Um, so that leads to some saying that the Yankees offer was actually better. I'm not, I think that's a bit of a subjective thing where, yeah, you, you know, I, I remember when, when Robinson Cano was a free agent, when, you know, the Yankees wouldn't go past 70 years and yeah. the Mariners gave him 10 years, Yep. but the Yankees gave a higher yearly salary. Um, and people were saying that the Yankees actually gave him a, a better offer, but no, sometimes people like these long deals like this. Sometimes all the guy cares about is just the total money. Right. Um, so I, I don't think we can just hand wave that away. Um, I also kind of yeah. think, uh, I, I remember when Masahiro Tanaka came over and we, we thought for sure he would opt out of his deal after what, 2017 or something like that. And he didn't, yeah. um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Yamamoto is just like, I want to be a Dodger and doesn't use those opt outs, but we'll see about that. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's interesting. You you have um, you can make numbers say anything. First off, um, yeah. and that's that's the key here. And of course, a lot of this now is the dust and the you know kind of you're looking at the the breadcrumbs and and you may not get the full breadth and a full picture of what the real deals were and stuff. But yeah. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, you know, it, it it you know the fact the way it's coming out right now and the fact that he wanted to be a Dodger basically almost all along. You know, what what happened to the, you know, the rumors of all the Yankee tradition and Yankee lore and all of that and, and, and stuff. But I'm okay that the Yankees didn't didn't go higher in their offer and did everything. I mean, you know, it, clearly uh, Yamamoto's uh, agents and management used the Mets. It's, it sounds to me like they yeah. used the Mets to jack the offer over in, in, in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. There's there's other there's other things we could fall back on now and and uh, and and uh, you know the fact that it's came out that the Yankees didn't want to go higher than uh, what they'd paid and already offered for uh, Garrett Cole, you know, a lot of a lot of interesting conversation on that too. Like, why don't you just give Garrett Cole a call and see what see if he'll see if he's okay with you going higher than that, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. <clears throat> um. Yeah, people kind of related that to like, oh, are they, they're not going to want to pay Soto more than Judge. Um, <laughs> they're going to be paying I, Soto I, more than Judge. I, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I think they know that. You know? Yeah, I think every player knows that too, that his deal was the best deal last year. Yeah. And, you know. And Soto, I mean, Judge is a union guy too. Yeah. He's like, he wants 
he wants players to get paid. Yeah. So I don't think it's it would be a huge deal uh, for them to do that. Um, yeah, and and go, going through this like you know, some people might might be saying the Yankees' offer is better. I'm not sure about. I think it's more of a subjective thing. You could argue either way. Yeah. There's there's there's, there's advantages and disadvantages to to both deals, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm not upset with what the Yankees offered at all either. Um, I think it was a competitive offer, uh, and you know, I, the part of me when he did sign was like, okay, Soto Soto is going to be a Yankee for life. Uh, obviously, not a hundred hundred percent certain, but I think the odds go pretty uh, go up pretty significantly. Um, especially if they aren't going to spend on these top free agent pitchers as right. well. Um, they're going to have, they're just going to have more money available for uh Soto next off season. Um, it, it, it's, it, it was interesting. Um, you, you still look at the Dodgers rotation. There's a lot of question marks there, by the way, yeah. I, I, just yeah. looking at their roster, like Walker Bueller's number two coming <laughs> off Tommy John. And then, they have Tyler Glass now, who has never thrown two hundred innings and right. thrown at one eighty innings like one time in his career. Um, they're probably going to get Kershaw back, or he'll retire. Maybe, right. but I, I don't think, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think you know. <clears throat> okay, LA's got him, and and uh, you know. It's more of a more of a nail in the coffin, nail, potential nail in the coffin for the Giants. Um, I don't know if yeah. I even put the Padres in there as a competitor anymore. They had the one year where they made a run at it, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it, okay, let's see what happens. Let's see how he does. He means you know the one thing about Yamamoto, <clears throat> he affects the game once every five days, yeah. maybe six. Okay, we got a guy who affects the game every game we play. And, oh, by the way, played 162 games last year, as you said. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I think the Yankees are still doing still doing very well, and they got a lot of other things going on. They're making a lot of moves to clear. Um, it's a, I hate to use the phrase, but Deadwood off the uh, you know off the roster, yeah. and um, and that's that's good because that's opening up things for them. I think right now they've got 37 or 38 out of the on the 40 man roster. I got all that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here's, here's the thing with the Amamoto's contract too. Is like if he doesn't like absolutely live up to expectations, that's that contract is going to be. It's not going to look the greatest either. Yeah, those um, are called albatrosses. You know, <laughs> bad yeah. contracts. Like he, he could still be like a good pitcher, and and it would still be a like an overpay for them. Because I mean. Three hundred twenty-five million for a guy who's never pitched an MLB, and yeah. not not to be like sour grapes because like I really wanted him on the Yankees too, yeah. but it, it's just there is some risk at play here. Um, and I think the Yankees went as high as they were going to go in the risk, you know. Yeah, and and they went they actually went higher than I would have expected them to go, but mm-hmm. you know the Dodgers won, and the Dodgers are. Dodgers have spent over 1.2 billion. What they say, oh, close to 1.2 billion so far this season, mm-hmm. and committed in future dollars and stuff. Um, you know, yeah. they're they're make they're 
they're they're flexing their muscle big time right now. Yeah. I also wonder if the Yankees like just got a sense that he wanted to be a Dodger as well, and they they were just like, okay, we're gonna bow out of this bidding. And yeah, that that might be what happened as well. Um, because you know, the Yankees might have had to come in at like three three fifty to beat out the Dodgers for this, and then right. who knows if like the Yankees offer three fifty, and then he just goes back to the Dodgers and gets them to match, and then it just keeps going. You know, yep. mm-hmm. um, it's it's not what uh, probably not what they wanted to happen. Yeah, um, I threw you another yeah. little line here just in case. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the the tweet you sent, sent me, we could definitely mention that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, do you want to get into that now before we get into? Um, yeah, and I think we go in other news. I think we're pretty much done with Yamamoto. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, and, and um, you know, I guess given that these two guys were so much part of Yankee lore when they were with us and and their wives always recognize, you know, another thing that happened this past week, too, is uh, uh, Joan Ford, uh, wife of Whitey Ford, passed away. And, of course, Arlene Howard, wife of Elston Howard, passed away part, just prior to that. And, you know, every old timer's day both of those ladies represented the players after they passed and, uh, mm-hmm. and they've always been part of the Yankee tradition and the Yankees, everything too and stuff. Well, unfortunately, you know, we lost both ladies um, a little bit ago and um, the Yankees posted a really nice little memorial uh, remembrance of them uh, on the web and stuff, but Joan Ford and Arlene Howard, um, Whitey and Elston's wives were, had passed away this year too and stuff. And this is a tough time of the year. A lot of people do stuff like, you know, it's just a lot of things happen this time of year. In addition to the cheer of the holidays, it's, it seems to be a, a place where we're also getting a bunch of uh, late notice passings, you know, which uh, mm-hmm. pro- probably become part of, uh, I'm sure there'll be some tribute to them somewhere along the line uh, next year as we go through everything too. And probably on old yeah. day again. Yeah. I think um, usually on Old Timers Day they they put up all the names of everyone who passed um, in, in like the last year with like any connection to the Yankees in some way. Uh, they'll definitely be up there. Um, yeah. So yeah, just good to good to mention that. Um. We kind of alluded to the uh, getting rid of dead weight or dead wood on the roster right. here. So um, the Yankees at one point had DFA'd Estevan Florio. Um, of course, he passed through and no one claimed him, so they kept him. And uh, now now he's uh, going to the Cleveland Guardians. And the, and the Yankees are getting their new... Uh, a, a new project in Cody, Cody Morris, a right-handed pitcher. Yeah. So Matt Blake got a little something. He's getting a little something for the Christmas holidays to be able to put in the pitcher lab. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, interesting because, you know, he's coming from Cleveland, which is kind of a pitching factory in itself. Yeah. Um, yeah he, he, Cody Morris actually pitched against the Yankees in the playoffs two years ago um, mm-hmm. in 2022. He, he, Pitch two shut shutdown innings. Yeah. Um, more started games for 
the Guardians in 2022, and then he was more of a long man in 2023. Uh, he fits that, you know. Uh, there, there are people joking that like, oh, we just got our next Clay Holmes or something like that. Um, Maybe it was Michael King. Yeah, that's true because <laughs> he's a more of a long man guy. Um, but this, this is more to fill the void of like that sixth through eighth starter type of role that right. Vasquez and Brito were doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I would assume he's going to start the year in AAA and just be like the starter down there, have him stretched out, and and then if an injury happens, he'll slot into the rotation, um, kind of like Brito did or Vasquez mm-hmm. in the, in a couple spot starts. Um, so. Uh, Yankees needed to do a move like this after they traded all the pitching depth they did. Yep. So yep. Uh, obviously there's going to be some bigger moves with the the rotation. Um, maybe not some huge names, uh, but the, they they needed to fill the depth, uh, and this is one of those moves that they they've chosen to do. And of course you, they weren't going to have any room for Florial anyway. So right. getting something for him that's pretty good. Yep. So as uh, Brian Brian Hogue said, uh, six appearance, six relief appearances last season for the Guardians. Yep. Um, six point seven five ERA. So it wasn't that great last year, but um, thirteen career MLB appearances so far is a three point four one. Which you know, what they say is, I, they're not saying the total number of innings, but that's still you know, it's plenty for plenty for Matt to work with. Um, yeah, and yeah, they lost seven pitchers in the in in the trades uh, for Verdugo and Soto. So, and, yep. and four as we've talked, four of those pitchers were are MLB ready and ML, or have MLB experience already. So they're 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 looking to reply to some of that, obviously. Yeah, um, and and the Guardians needed an outfielder, mm-hmm. um, and you know, of course they're kind of a financially <clears throat> limited team. So they're taking right. a, a bet on a former prospect here. So yeah. uh, he'll get uh, Esteban Florial didn't really get much of a chance with the Yankees. Um, they clearly didn't really believe in him that much, right? And he'll he'll get more of an extended run in Cleveland, I think. Yeah, it is. So, I think good for him. Absolutely, he'll get a shot. You know, it's uh, you know, we've we still got uh, you know, the Miggy's got his shot in Pittsburgh. So, um, mm-hmm. so we've got, you know, this is the guys that are on the Scranton shuttle constantly coming up and down for people or, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. now the next question is who's the next outfielder that's going to be on the Scranton shuttle for the Yankees, you know? Yeah. So, well, you got the four and judge Soto Verdugo, Grisham, and then Stanton, right. I guess, but, yeah. um, then you probably have uh, Herrera. Herrera. I don't know if he's going to be on this shuttle. Like yeah. I, I think he's more of a. Uh, he'll probably be in AAA, and I think, I, I think yeah. maybe Oswaldo Cabrera would be the, oh, the yeah. the guy who yep, fills in yep, in the yep, corners yep. at times. Um, I forget who's still who else is on the forty man, but um, that's kind of what I, what I think. Uh, they'll go with here. Let me see the active roster here. Um, outfielders. Oscar Gonzalez, I got. 
which is kind of funny because yeah. he's a former uh, guardian. So he would right. kind of fit the uh, bill of a, you know, backup outfielder type of role. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. Jason yeah. Dominguez, of course, so he'll come back at some point. Of course, and, he'll be back. He'll be part of the roster, part of the active yeah. roster. Yeah, and th- and that brings us to yeah, you know, another good a- point. Aaron Boone's. Uh, yeah, Aaron Boone spoke at like a charity event. A lot of it was about Yamamoto and bring and giving him the the eighteen jersey, and you know it was kind of funny um, hearing those quotes. Yeah. But um, the big one of the biggest pieces of news coming from that was that uh, Aaron Boone said that Jason Dominguez is doing really well, and he will look like a lot like a regular player in spring. Um, which is great to hear. Yes. Um, You know, when he initially got his surgery, the timeline was listed as, you know, July, maybe uh, like mid season. Um, Of course he is 20 years old and he might be recovering pretty quickly. Bryce Harper came back pretty quickly. Yep. Um, And, and, you know, of course the Yankees might be, might want to, be cautious with Dominguez as well, too. Um, I, just I believe to, they're going to—they're absolutely going to bring him in slowly on this. There, there's no reason with the outfield that they've got right now on, on you know, via the trades and everything. There's no reason to uh, to rush him along. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, but maybe this means we see him rehabbing sooner, and and then just does a long longer yeah. rehab stint in AAA. Um. But it is exciting that you know he's potentially going to be be on a faster track uh, just to be doing baseball activities. Uh, of course, he'll be able to hit first, and uh, you know it, it, the yeah. the thing that's going to come last for him is the throwing. Yeah. So, um, you know, similar to how Otani's going to be hitting this year, but he's not going to be pitching. So. Right. Um, and the Yankees kind of have the DH spot covered, uh, at least with Stanton until now, uh, yeah. until this seemingly probably inev- inevitable injury at some point. Um, <laughs> Poor, isn't it sad the way we're, I mean, we're already, we're already there. We're already saying, Oh my God, he's going to have some sort of, I really, you know, they're, they're, they're talking as if he's making some significant changes this summer and stuff. And I think that's, for me, that's one of the biggest, biggest things to look for in the spring. Okay. Yeah. What does he look like? How, how often are they bringing him in? You know, what, what, you know, what do the at bats look like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, you know, he's listed in the 40 man roster, no longer as an outfielder. He's listed as the DH, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, who's also saying, what we're we're saying is Brian Cashman. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You kind of have to just budget an injury for him this year. Yep. Um, of course they, they said he's probably going to come in thinner this year. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets off to a good start again and then the injury comes. Um, that's kind of yeah. what happened last year where he, yeah. he was off to a hot start and he, yep. uh, then he got hurt and then he just never recovered when he got back. Um, but yeah, uh, 
So we got a lot of hope. We got a, whole, a lot of hope for players to make good comebacks. You know, Anthony Rizzo, uh, Giancarlo yeah. Stanton, uh, so, DJ. We, DJ, we saw what it was like, right? So yeah. Um, so there are five players the Yankees are really kind of hoping can bounce back. Yeah. Uh, it's Rodon. Yep. It's Nestor. It's yep. DJ Stanton, and then uh, Rizzo. Yep. I want. I I would like to know, most likely to bounce back to least likely. Least likely. How would you list them out? Okay. Well, I'm going to go based on obviously. You know, uh, social media is. This is the time of the year too, where anybody who's on a bounce back path is posting some sort of a video yeah. of their of their return. So Nestor put his out just the other day. You know, um, Brian Brian Hoke had a uh, had a video mm-hmm. of him throwing uh, from flat ground. But but looking like he's got some velocity, looking like he's doing well, and stuff. Um, people are talking about Rizzo having a big bounce back. I haven't seen any any athletic stuff on Rizzo. However, he and Judge both went to a Rangers hockey game uh, last week, yeah. so you know they were they were both showing up together. Um, we should, we should probably should add that on there too. How uh, Judge is making himself uh, making himself very available to cameras and stuff right now in in, in the New York area. Anyway. Um, so yeah, in my, in my ranks, I'm going to say, um, Rodon is supposedly physically there already. Right. So I'm going to say he and Nestor are going to make the two, I'll put, I'll put them in the order of, they'll be, they'll be the two most significant impacts this year. Um, then I'm going to go Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leaves Stanton and... Who was the other and one? LeMahieu. And LeMahieu. Oh, DJ's already there, too. I think DJ's going to be in a better spot. They already said DJ's, DJ's foot is fully healed and stuff. Now now that he's 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 going he's to be – and he was starting to come around. Okay, we saw him really start to make improvements in the August-September time frame. So I think Stanton is still at the bottom of the list as the guy I'm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Got in my mind, least likely to make the biggest bounce back. Yeah, um, it, I think that's similar to my list. Um, yeah. So I, I have Rodon number one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think you know, I, if he gets a healthy spring, I'm like convinced he's going to have a good year. Yeah. Um, I think the other guy you could argue for number one is is Rizzo. And he's number two for me, right? Because and you know the the argument you you would make for him over Rodon is that you've seen him be good in a Yankee uniform. Yes. Um, okay. And he's my number re- three. The so. only reason he was bad was because he had a a freak injury. And, yeah. You know, he was having like the best season of his career offensively to start the season last he year. He really did. Yeah. Um. So if he's all good coming in the spring i i I think he's going to be fine uh my number three is nestor wait Mm -hmm. do i did i have i went nestor two and rizzo three you're going rizzo two and nestor um or you want to say dj so wait who are the three so dj cortez and stanton and uh, yeah nestor three um uh yeah, I, I think like 
uh, the reason he's behind the two the two guys is because like I, I I kind of think 2022 was the best that we'll see from him in his career. Mm-hmm. But I also think like he might be a good three or four starter for the Yankees, mm-hmm. which would be fine. Um, just interested. I'll be interested to see if like the the third time through the order yeah. stuff gives him issues right. again this year. Um, I could go either way on Stanton or DJ. Um, because it's kind of been a couple of years now with DJ with uh, you know, where he's struggled with injuries and the, or been just about uh, around league average with uh, offense but i'll go dj four and then stanton five because dj had a good second half yes um and i just i I think stanton's stanton injury wise is just like 99 percent gonna be injured at some point this year and that might be something that hot that affects his play when he comes back too so I just really think that Santon was getting <clears throat> looking old, and yeah. and um, <clears throat> you know, and, and the way he's approaching in that bat, if you can't, you know, if you're you're behind on every pitch, and you're you know, and it really that was he was <clears throat> he was not able to catch up with stuff that he used to eat for lunch, you mm-hmm. know, just just a year or two ago. So I'm I'm uh, probably more pessimistic on Stanton being able to make an impact, um, even healthy mm-hmm. right now. DJ has already proven he's coming back and he's going to do fine. I, and I think, <clears throat> you know, the, the, we'll make this for another episode, but you know, do we put DJ as a leadoff hitter or do you, or do you take somebody else that's, uh, that's now on the roster and make them the leadoff hitter? You know, I mean, everybody, it was funny in all the projection lineups and stuff after Soto was acquired, you know, Volpe's bat number nine. They're, they're, not, yeah. they're not even moving him to the leadoff. And yet then, then it comes out, he's being kind of groomed as a leadoff. So uh, mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, but, Volpe has to be good to be leadoff. Yeah. That, yeah. Like that's what you hope by, by like June. Like mm-hmm. Volpe's having a good year, and then it's like, okay, let's move him up to lead off. Um, yeah, quick, quick. I have, I have my answer on the lead off situation, but okay. I so versus righties, I would go Verdugo. Okay, and then versus lefties, I would go Glaber. Glaber, Glaber, Glaber looked really good last year in that in that role. If he could be, if he could be last year's Glaber, I'd be that in a heartbeat. So yeah, and, and I kind of like. DJ in the middle of the lineup with runners on yeah. uh, type of situation. They've kind of tried to move DJ out of the leadoff spot a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. They could have, uh, or they could go that, try to do that again, start this year. Um, and Verdugo's a splits guy. He's good against righties. So yeah. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually go that route. Um, we'll do our full lineups at some point later in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my leadoff preference. Um, so we covered Dominguez. Uh, do you want to cover this Papelbon stuff before we get into the fallback options here? Because yes. that's kind of yeah, it's kind of interesting. Well, being that we just brought up Verdugo and the and the leadoff role and stuff, let's stay on Verdugo and let's let's go through this. Yeah, yeah. So. How this started was uh, Verdugo had a, a Zoom, his introductory yep. Zoom with the Yankees. Um, 
and he, he was asked about how he reacted to the trade. He said he was upset at first, like, man, they really trade me, traded me to the rivals. Um, and then he talked about Aaron Boone and how he loves that Aaron Boone has his players backs. Um, you know, and he talked about the savages in the box type of thing, uh, that went viral years ago. Yeah. And then he, he threw in a comment that said, I like how Boone doesn't air you out in the public. Um, yeah. which was yeah. clearly a dig towards Alex Cora. Yep. Um, which Red Sox fans, of course, didn't like. Um, and Jonathan Papelbon, former Red Sox closer, came out and tweeted about it. And I'll, I'll uh, censor some of the profanity here, but I'll, I'll read the <laughs> I'll read the tweet. So he says, "Verdugo, I mean Vertigo, yeah, is, Vertigo. A, is, is a B word. Cora has his <laughs> players and teammates' backs more than anyone in the game." You aired yourself out by being lazy, late, and unproductive. If I played for Cora, I'm drilling this B-word. Just saying. Yep. yep. It reminds with itch. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have this itch. It's a Perdugo itch. He's an itch. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, well, you know, when we got the trade, when we saw the trade, I was like, they're trading for him? He's another head case like Donaldson. And. <laughs> And uh, and really, that was my very first thoughts was like, why mm-hmm. do we want to bring that kind of a guy here and stuff? But apparently Cashman and every, they've been they've been wanting this guy for two years. So, yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, he has good instances, too, where he's talking to fans and showing them how to how to bat and, 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 and giving some good. He's got some good things, too, and stuff. And, yes, we heard about the lateness uh, to uh, to showing up late at, in Red Sox land and stuff. He got benched yeah. twice last year. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> uh, I don't – it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how, how Judge and Rizzo rein him in. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that is one of the downsides, like one of the risks with getting him. Um, he can be a solid player for you, especially like if you you play him with a platoon, you know, yep. playing him against righties mainly. Um, he's probably going to be pretty good for you. Um, he plays good left field defense, but you want you you wonder if or you, you hope he doesn't have a a big of a that big of an impact on the clubhouse, right? You know, right. It would be yeah. nice to see some fire. It is actually nice to see some fire because this is a very, in a lot of ways, is a very calm where it's a it's a very calm uh, dugout and stuff and some. Some instances, um, of course, when they get rolling, you can see Judge and Rizzo getting fired. Like they, they get lit up yeah. pretty quick. Um, but but it's going to be it'll it, it's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> good good for Papelbon that he came to Cora's uh, defense and stuff. Um, you yeah, Cora's not Cora is. I, I in a lot of ways I like Cora, but in other ways I I just go back to you know the sign stealing and the trash mm-hmm. trash throws and uh, and he's just part of that group so yeah um, yeah I, you know the 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 vertigo pun you yeah. know that's a bit of a uh you know papavon's being a bit of a corn dog there yeah, 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 yeah but um yeah I, but it the rest of the comment it reminds me of like when the yankees and red sox really didn't like each other 
Yep. And that hasn't really been the case the last few years. And I like when those two teams hate each other. That would be fun. Uh, so, yep. uh, of course, I, I don't think the Red Sox are going to be that good yeah. next year, uh, especially with like, it, it seems I've, I'm seeing tweets that Jordan Montgomery's out of their price range. Like, oh, wow. what, are we, what are they doing in Boston? That Like, wow. You're not. They were trying. They were trying to get Yamamoto, um, but he didn't seem to want to go there. Uh, obviously, but yep, yeah. you made, you made reference to that last week. He didn't take a second trip to there or Toronto. So right, yeah, yeah, um, and that's kind of a good segue to the uh, the last thing we have before history is uh, the fallback options at starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are. There are six free agents that kind of stick out to me. Of course, yep. Blake Snell is the, the top guy. I don't think the Yankees gonna, gonna, are going to be in that market. Um, he's probably going to get close to $200 million. Jordan Montgomery is like the next guy down, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably going to get a pretty good contract. Um, then there is Frankie Montas, who I, I think both of us kind of expect him to be back yep. uh, on a one-year type of deal. There is um, Shota Imanaga, the other Japanese pitcher. He's closer to he's around thirty years old, but yeah, um, some people really like him. I'll be interested to see the type of deal he gets. Uh, and then two guys that I, I think could be just uh, good, good calculated risks on cheaper deals are uh, Marcus Stroman who has had some run-ins with the Yankees yeah. in the past, but yeah. he was really good last year before he got hurt. Um, and then Hunjin Ryu, who he got hurt last year, but he is an experienced guy who like, right. He's, he's going to be cheap and yeah. can give you innings. Um, those are the, f- going to, yeah, I think if they're going to grab a prove it deal and I believe Stroman, Rue and Montas all fall into the, into the one year prove it's and stuff. I'd, yeah. go Mont- I'd go Montas in a heartbeat. You know, um, <clears throat> we we got just a little taste of it at the last game of the season that he was uh, ready to come back. And mm-hmm. I think it's already, I mean, uh, <clears throat> you know, Jack Curry is already saying that, you know, he's he's feeling positive that Mont- if Montas is going to be a Yankee again. Um, yeah. So of those guys there. Now, of the top two, uh, Snell and, and Montgomery. What, what was just going through my head was okay. So who's the lefties that are already in the in the starting rotation? Rodon, Cortez, um, Montas is a righty, right? So yeah. so you already have so you have uh, you have Cole, Montas, Rodon. So so I mean, if you mm-hmm. go Jordan Montgomery, you have a you, you have, have three lefties, lefties, three lefties, and, and uh, three lefties in. Yankee Stadium, how's that play? They're probably I was, okay. I, I mean, it, it, got... Yankee Stadium is kind of built for left-handed pitchers because yeah, yeah, of the deep yeah. left center. Yep, 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 um, yep. So I think Jordan, Jordan over over Snell in my mind, but I like Snell too. Not as much. I mean, I like him much more than I think you like him. Yeah, you're you're, you're not high on Snell, um, and and I think he just did a great job last year for the Padres and. And, uh, and he, he did a good job for the Rays, um, you know, when they went to the to the World Series in 2020. So I <clears throat> I don't know. I kind of like Snell because I think he's a I think he's a, he's got a fighter. He's got the right attitude for stuff, but he loves the West Coast. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I think uh, I could see the San Francisco Giants be big, being big on Snell. Yeah. Um, I could see the Mar- and I don't know about the Manor- Mariners. I, I know he, huh. he really likes Seattle, but they're, they got money issues. Um, rang that 12th bell. He rang the bell though for the, for the yeah. 12th man. So, yeah. Um, Montgomery is the one I could see the Yankees being involved with, especially like, I, I kind of don't think they get him, but mm-hmm. you know, with the, the Rangers maybe not bringing him back and the Red Sox yeah. not being in, like, I don't know what his market's going to be. So if his market's not going to be that robust, then yeah. Yankees could be, players there yeah um i kind of think they do one of these one-year type of guys like like montas right. and then they pair it with a trade and right. we'll get to the trade guys here yeah and uh two of them come from the milwaukee brewers uh the, the one that everyone's talking about is corbin burns yep um would take a significant prospect haul it's one year but he is one of the better pitchers in the game. Um, I, I I wonder what the Yankees would be willing to give up for him, um, especially after just dealing a bunch of their pitching depth for uh, for yep. Soto and Verdigo soft season. Um, Freddie Peralta is a guy I really like from the Brewers. Hmm. I, I think he would cost more than Burns just because he's got two, three years of control left. Oh, um, okay. But I, I really like him. Uh, I don't, I kind of don't think he gets moved. I, I kind of don't think the Brewers move any of these guys either. Uh, right. Any of these two. I, I think these might be, I think Burns might be a deadline guy, if anything. Um, and then if they're in there, if they're in contention, they're not going to move him. And I don't see, I don't see, I don't see the big, the big impetus or the big, why would, why would, the Brewers move anybody. They're in a division that they have, they potentially can win every year um, yeah. because it's just such a, it's such a tight division and stuff like that. And, and so I think, <clears throat> you know, it's not like, it's not like the, the Cubs have made any significant improvements over the off season yet. It's not like they have to chase, you know, Cardinals are making improvements. Cardinals are, have really tried to go early and set their, their, uh, the Reds uh, are kind of up and coming. Yeah. They're still young and, they're not going to be like an elite team this year. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't see the motivation for uh, for the Brewers to move anybody unless they're going to get their socks knocked off. And, yeah, that's uh, if they're overwhelmed with a trade yeah. offer for Burns, then I could see yeah. that happening. Yeah, um, Freddie Peralta, I don't see him yeah. being moved. He's on a good deal. Like he he's on like eight million a year or something like that, and he's yeah. a good pitcher. Um, now number three on the list. Yeah, he is going to get moved. And they are asking for a ton for him. Uh, Dylan Cease. We're talking Dylan, Dylan Cease. Cease yeah. The White White Sox are likely going to trade Dylan Cease yeah. uh, this offseason. I think I read somewhere that the Braves and Orioles are the favorites for him. Um, mm-hmm. He has really good uh, upside here, I think. You know, he's number two in the Cy Young in 2020 or 2022. And he. Uh, you know, he kind of fell back last year, but the White so we talked about him. the The White Sox are kind of they. Uh, it's not a great, great, not the greatest place to play. You know, yep. so yeah. Yep. Um, here's the the thing with the season is I I really like the player. I think he would do well with Matt Blake in New York. 
but I think he would be talking about giving up a significant haul. Um, the The White Sox talked with the Orioles at the deadline about a Dylan Cease trade, and they reportedly asked for Jackson Holiday, who is the number one prospect in baseball for him. So oh, wow. it's going to be a lot to, to, to ask to get him. Um, the last guy, well, do you have any thoughts on Cease before I get into the I, I, the I think of the, of the people on the list, Burns, Peralta, Cease, and we're going to talk about Bieber here in a sec. I think yep. the uh, – I think Dylan Cease is the one I would like the most. Uh, I think he, I, mm-hmm. I think, I think the Yankees can benefit most from him, and I think they still have a couple of position type players to give up. You're right that they don't. You know, we're not we're not talking about them giving up any more of their pitching. They've really given up enough pitching this season. So, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a case yep. to be made for Bieber, and we're going to talk about him now. There's a you know, yeah. There's a case. A, you know he's he's a guy who's he's been he's he started out his career really hot and he's been basically just a 500 pitcher in the last couple of years and uh and stuff mm-hmm. maybe he and maybe he gets back under the Matt Blake uh you know gets into the Matt Blake lab and and they find something for him so yeah quickly on season I think you're talking about someone like you know are, are you comfortable dealing Peraza and like other significant prospects yeah. in that deal yeah. um Bieber is someone I think he could get for pretty cheap. He's he's a rental. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not as he's not like the Cy Young caliber guy that he used to be. I don't think. Um, right. And he's he's got some injury concerns, but I, I think just the price is kind of worth it here. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping they they bring him in. Um, I know a lot of there are a lot of people on Twitter who are like when they see Shane Bieber's name come up, they get really mad. But like, I, I don't get the uh, aversion to him, especially just given the price that it'll take to get him. Right. Um, and you're not asking for him to be an ace either. You're asking him to be a three starter, maybe yeah, three or four, maybe three or four guy. Yeah. Yeah. Depends upon how Cortez does. I mean, and yeah. and yeah, if Rodon and if Rodon is right. is good. And you're you're especially not asking for him to be anything special, yeah. Um, and there, and I think there is some upside there too. Um, mm-hmm. Like he could be a a good three. Uh, I, I'm not going to say a two, but good three starter. I think that that is in the realm of possibility for um, Bieber next year. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I. With one year left, I, I think he's pretty certain to get moved. Um, I I just think it would be a smart move for the Yankees to go here. I would imagine, I would imagine with the Guardians and the Yankees making a trade this week, they're 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 talking others as well. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the the fact that we maybe maybe the Yankees approached uh, the Guardians and said, "Hey, we want to give you Floriel and uh, Floriel and, and stuff. Come get Shane." Yeah, <laughs> they were like. That's true. Oh. And, uh, you know, just see what happens. And maybe there's one more. I mean, you're right. We still have, when we were talking about our Scranton shuttle, you know, uh, Oswaldo and uh, as well as uh, Pereira, you got two guys, both with MLB experience that are, that are kind of stuck right now. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And here's my, here's my perspective on just the pitching as a whole. Out of all these guys, free agency and trade, I think you're you're aiming to get two of them. Yep. 
Um, I know that that forces Clark out of the rotation, but I think that's a good situation if you have him as the long man and then come in as the sixth starter. Um, he gave, but he gave the Yankees every start this year, and mm-hmm. he gave them innings. And he, you know, there was a, there was a point where he wasn't really, you know, I mean, you were with the thing with Clark Schmidt, you worry about one inning. You know, can he can he have that one inning, but make it make it less of an impact for him yeah. and stuff. Um, but you know, he gave I <clears throat> I think he deserves I think he deserves more more credit than moving him back as a swing guy. Uh, but you're mm-hmm. right; he's he's young enough that he could still be the swing guy and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, when you're looking at the Yankees right now, if you got Cole, Rodon, Cortez, and Schmidt all coming in. You know, you know, you need at least two more regular starters because something's going to happen to the pitching. So, yeah. But you got me. Just let's assume Montas. So Montas is number five. Then what? What else do you definitely need? And uh, I, I would say the most likely duo that they get would be Montas and Bieber, which yeah. I don't think would excite many people, but uh, that would have me in a place where I'm like, hmm. I'm feeling good enough that they can, you know, I, I expect them to score more runs this year. Yeah. And, you know, I think that could be good enough in the regular season. You see where yeah. you are come August. Yep. And you can trade for pitching then. That's when, yeah. you, that's when a potential Corbin Burns trade could happen for the Yankees, I think. Right. In August. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's the most likely outcome. Uh, I also think the the thing that's in play here is you pair Shota and Managa with either Montas or Bieber. I, I think that could happen. Um, yeah. I don't think the Yankees will go into like the $100 million range, which he might get. But yeah. say if he gets like 80 or $90 million, like uh, Senga did with the Mets, I could right. see the Yankees bringing uh, Imanaga in. Hmm. Okay. He's a lefty too, so that would be a third lefty pitcher. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, and and so so I'm thinking uh, Montgomery has a shot. We have a shot at Montgomery, so I would love to see Montgomery uh, back in in mm-hmm. some way. Um, and and again, of course, he's a lefty and stuff. Um, so I I'm going the two, I'm going the two Eminem boys, Montgomery and Montas. Those will be mm-hmm. my those will be my my preferences on what we've got there right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. I'm, More to follow. I, yeah. I'm kind of thinking Bieber happens. I don't yeah. know. This feels like a not a, I, of course Clear Kluber was a signing, but this feels similar to that where I, I don't know. Okay. Frankie Montez kind of feels like that too, but it's a little different mm-hmm. bringing a guy back. But we'll see. It'll be interesting. All right. Very good, very good. We'll follow a la 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 moments here. Of, yeah, let's hope we get more late Christmas presents or something. So, all right, are we ready for history? Yep. Okay. So even though it's uh, the off season and stuff, there are a couple of significant things that that uh, have happened in Yankee history, and and they kind of go way back. But I'm going to take you to the first one. It's just way way back. It was this week. In 1919, that the Yankees agreed in principle to buy Babe Ruth from the from the Boston Red Sox, and of course, as the history as the story goes and stuff, the Boston Red Sox owner was big into the theater, and he was needing money to fund his next theater project, so he went and 
never realized what he was going to end up doing to the Boston Red Sox from this point forward, or maybe he did realize it when he did it, but sold the Yankees, uh, uh, Babe Ruth, um, and, uh, and basically was able to get 300,000, you know, 120,000 and a loan for an additional 300,000. Um, and that's what it cost for Babe Ruth. And that started a, a, what is known as the curse of the Bambino. Okay. For the Boston Red Sox, which of course, uh, it was, it took them till 2004 till they, uh, till they undid that and stuff. But, yeah. uh, yep. So this is the week that the Yankees were able to get Babe, uh, Babe Ruth. Okay. And another significant event. Okay. Um, and I believe Susan Waltman would probably be loving and probably knows the entire history of Melissa Lutke, but Melissa Lutke was a female sports writer for sports illustrated. And in 1977, she got tired of the fact that she could not interview players in the locker room. So she filed a lawsuit and she filed a lawsuit against major league baseball, the Yankees and New York city officials for denying her access to the locker room and stuff. And it would take until the fall of that year, but the judge, a judge, uh, basically uh, ruled in her favor, and that that the Bronx Bronx Bombers and 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 MLB no longer could uh, exclude uh, female reporters from the dugout uh, because it was going against the Fourteenth Amendment, which gave unfair advantages to males. Okay, so um, and of course. That just opened up uh, a, a, a great, um, it, it wasn't even a Pandora's box, just opened up locker rooms to everybody to be able to do what they had to do. And of course, there's some famous stories about what they walked into, but we won't go there this series. But, uh, you know, I mean, the idea is um, advances in society, um, you know, and in, in, uh, crediting Melissa Lukey with uh, being able to get females in the locker room. So. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I, I wasn't aware of what time of year ba the Babe Ruth trade happened, but mm. you know, thankful it did. Because yeah, eighty six <laughs> eighty six years without a Red Sox World Series is yeah. Uh, I'll I'll take that deal every time. So, <laughs> um, yep. All right. So I don't know if we'll get any. I don't know. It's uh, just I'm not expecting. Yeah. I'm not expecting. Even even just league wide, I don't I don't expect any big news. Uh, yeah, with baseball until we get into January here. Um, but when January comes around, that's when I start feeling like, oh, pitches and catchers are going to come soon. We're Cause... almost inside thirty days for that. Yeah, we're forty five yeah. days away right now. So yeah, because you know Yankee, Yankees will be, you know, it'll be NFL playoffs, Super Bowl happens, and then that week comes yep. pitchers and catchers. So. It'll come quicker than you expect. So, um, have a very happy New Year, Ryan. Yeah, we'll we'll talk next week. Next week, by the way, just be prepared. We'll be singing Happy Birthday to you. It's, it'll be a day early on the third, yeah. but but we'll be singing to you. And, and let's hope that this something happens that the Yankees bring you that birthday present that you deserve. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, tune back in next week. And let's go Yankees.